When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Wednesday, and welcome in to the PHNX Sun Devils. I'm Anthony Totri, joined as always by Big Pokey, also known as Shane Diefenbacher. At least that's what it says on his birth certificate. Mm -hmm. As always, guys, we have a jam-packed show today. We're going to get into uh, Oklahoma State and Arizona State a little bit, uh, at least in terms of the personnel that the Cowboys are going to be rolling out on Saturday, so a little bit of what Sun Devil fans are going to see there. We've also got some sound from Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy, so we're going to get to hear a little bit from him uh, and what he has to say about Jaden Rashada in Arizona State. Get some sound from me as well. well, We got sound from you as well? That's huge. I'm just going to talk. No, like, specific sound bites? Yeah, that's my sound. Yeah, I might, you know, there might be a clip later of me addressing Oklahoma State and saying, Of you addressing Oklahoma State? Can we just keep the mascot at home? It scares me. Okay. But other than that. Okay. That's absolutely fair enough. We are going to go ahead and start off, though, with a special guest. We've got Marshall Scott, uh, a beat writer for Pistols Firing, covering Oklahoma State on the daily. Marshall, thanks so much for taking the time today, man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Just want to kick things off with what you saw from Oklahoma State last weekend obviously uh, the 27 to 13 victory over central arkansas kind of like arizona state the expectation was maybe that they would have done it in a little bit more of an impressive fashion uh, but what did you see from the cowboys last weekend yeah it was a game that was hard to honestly grab a ton from um, they used three different quarterbacks gundy has told us all offseason that that was a possibility or at least since uh, big 12 media days that that was a possibility but nobody from the outside, I guess, really believed him. Everybody kind of thought that it was going to be Alan Bowman, the, the Michigan transfer, to take things. Um, that is not what happened. Uh, he did play every quarterback. Um, each guy got four series. So it was it, it felt more like four segments of a game or three segments of a game than a flowing actual game. So that was weird on the offense. They didn't run the ball very well, which has been a big thing uh, this offseason that uh, they've been trying to improve upon um, early in the game. They did not run the ball very well. And then Brian Nardo, a new defensive coordinator, um, it brings in a new system, the three-three-five defense, and they just pretty much sat in their base package the entire time. Uh, Dillingham kind of mentioned that uh, earlier this week that it's kind of hard to know exactly what they're going to do because they pretty much just stayed base and mm-hmm. tried to force Central Arkansas to beat them, which they were unable to. So, uh, really weird game. Uh, as you mentioned, like expectations were you know maybe a, a more comfortable win uh, against Central Arkansas, uh, but we got what we got, and I, I don't know what this team is still after one week. Yeah, as Tochi mentioned, we're kind of in the same situation yeah. here. Uh, luckily, there is a, I guess, yeah, there is. There is a true QB1 for ASU right QB1. now. Uh, what did you make of the, you know, obviously the situation itself is really unique, but specifically from the quarterbacks you mentioned, Bowman was supposed to or expected to be the one that is, gets thrown out there. Who did you like the most and who do you think um, is going to start most of the games for the Cowboys this year? Yeah, so um, I think it's tough to say. Gunnar Gundy definitely looked the most impressive. He was the last guy they threw out there. 
Um, but he also got run support that the others did not get. Oklahoma State all of a sudden started to run the ball in the fourth quarter. Um, so so there was, there's that kind of aspect to it. Um, and then going into the game, you would have definitely thought Gunnar Gundy was the third guy among those guys. He, he comes out last. Um, so it's, it, it seems like they probably kind of thought that as well. So Gunnar looked the best. Um, but I think the, the growing sentiment among the fan base is that Garrett Rangel maybe – was the better overall, given that he didn't have any run support. Now, he's the guy that came out first, um, redshirt freshman. So I honestly have no idea. I've, I, Gundy's told us all along, he said, you know, if, if you watched them all, you wouldn't be able to pick a, a starter. And that's kind of, he was very true in that aspect. I, I think it would be better for the team as a whole, should they just pick a starter, whether no matter who it is at this point. Uh, but, you know, he's trying to do this fairly. He's trying to give every guy their opportunity with the transfer portal, you know, sitting right there. So, it's I don't know. It's been weird. I, I think I would say that Garrett's probably earned himself a start, uh, but maybe they try and switch it up. Maybe they gave Alan Bowman, you, you know, the first uh, set of reps uh, Saturday. I, I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Do you think there's a possibility where they not play all three, but maybe switch back and forth and not even because of a performance issue, just because they want to see more against ASU or is that kind of done? No, I think that there is a possibility that they play all three again. <laughs> I think wow. that uh, I, I would I would assume because I think Gunner earned the opportunity to play on Saturday. Um, so at that point, I would say you know him going in being the third guy. I, I I think I'd be surprised if they didn't play all three again, which sounds you know crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of just think that that's where they're at right now. Um, like I said, I think that this team would be better, would have a more firm identity if they could just pick a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but all three of those guys are, are pretty equal. So I've, I've got no clue. I really want to see a split back formation with all three of the quarterbacks at the happening. same time. It's not, happening, so awesome. man. It's not hot, happening. Hot. It, it's weird because <laughs> it sounds like Oklahoma state is kind of at the point that Arizona state was right before they got to, to camp Tantazona in terms of, Okay, we've got three quarterbacks, Drew Pine, Trent Borgay, and then Jaden Rashada, who a lot of people kind of viewed as that three, and he was the three going into fall camp. Kind of sounds like Gunnar Gundy was in a similar spot. Just looking at that game from last week, it felt like OSU's offense was a little stagnant until Gunnar got in the game late. If he is the guy that ends up playing the majority of snaps, or I guess um, if we do see him out there on Saturday, what kind of challenges does he possess versus some of the other quarterbacks uh, on OSU's roster? Yeah, Gunner's a little bit different than the other two. He's more mobile. Um, he's a lefty, so it, it's going to look a little different coming out. Uh, but definitely more mobile than the other two. It's not as drastic. Last year, they had Spencer Sanders, who's now at Old Miss, um, and then Garrett Rangel and Gunnar Gundy. And Spencer was you know, way on the other end of mobile quarterback is going to, you know, hurt you with his legs just as bad as he is with his arm. Um, these guys are all a little bit closer together, but, but Gunner showed, you know, throughout his career. And, and then even, you know, last week that, that he's got some wheels a little bit. Uh, so, so that's the major difference among the three. I'd say Garrett's a little bit more uh, mobile than Alan Bowman is. Um, and then what you're getting with Alan Bowman is, you know, experience. He's going to get the ball out quick and, and things of that nature. Well, you mentioned the running game wasn't wasn't great for especially those first three quarters. What do you think the biggest issue was uh, in that? Yeah, it's the offensive line has just not been great the past three ish years. Um, so it's kind of the same. It's it's that same group. They've they've been getting older. They've been growing together. Um, so you kind of thought that this this year was the year. They have told us throughout the offseason that they're implementing a little bit more gap scheme. They're going to run a little bit more counter plays and things like that. Um, I, I believe we saw maybe five of those. Like they kept, kept it pretty vanilla, stayed yeah. in the zone scheme, kept it one one against one, and that didn't necessarily work out for them. So 
Um, late, they started getting a little bit more aggressive. They, they started opening things up a little bit. Um, so I don't know if it was just a matter of a slow start. Um, I don't know if it's a matter of whenever they do, you know, open up the playbook a little bit, if it is going to look a lot different. Um, or the, the other option is this is just another not so great offensive line. So it's it, it kind of like the defense. I have no idea really, and the quarterbacks. I have no idea really what the offensive line's major issue is right now. But um, if it's anything like the last couple of years, it's that the offensive line just might not be very good. Yeah, I mean, just taking a look at that offensive line from first glance, uh, they're all pretty old, whether that be, I think the the youngest is a redshirt junior along the starting uh, offensive line. Uh, I know Preston Wilson, who is a guy that was supposed to start at right guard for you guys, didn't end up playing last week uh, for a non-football-related injury or a non-football-related reason. Uh, just curious if his status has changed going into Saturday and if he is expected to start. So Gundy said that he is going to travel um, he, I, I've heard rumors of, of, you know, what his deal has been, but nothing firm enough to report on. Um, but it does sound like he's going to travel. I would just, um, with how Gundy run things, I don't think he's going to start. I imagine Taylor Materico will start at right guard again. Um, but I do think that he will get in the game some, especially if the offensive line looked anything like it did on Saturday, which is not very good. Uh, I think they'll try and get him involved a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot of different things that happens in that Oklahoma state defense. There, I mean, there's a lot of movement what are you expecting from because what we've talked about coming into this game is kind of how interesting it is going from a, a non-con game to a conference game like you're, you're expecting the same type of defenses in the Pac-12 but going into the Big 12 I mean they play a completely different brand of football yeah. do you expect the 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 defense uh, the Pac-12 defenses and the Big 12 defenses to kind of like show a big difference or do you think there's even that much that big of a difference in between those um, well, Dillingham mentioned a little bit that, you know, not a lot of teams run Oklahoma State's new defense. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State hasn't ran it before this year. That 3-3-5, um, you're going to get that with Iowa State um, as well um, whenever you guys go into the conference. So I, I don't think it's going to be a major difference. Um, it, it's kind of hard for us to tell right now, even what Oklahoma State's defense, because like yeah. I said, they just kept it so vanilla. They didn't move anybody hardly anywhere. Um, they, they just kind of said straight up, if Central Arkansas is going to beat us, then then we're bad anyway. So um, I I, I I don't think it's going to be a drastic thing. Um, I, I will say that it is kind of tricky to play against. Oklahoma State has always struggled against Iowa State, and that's why Gundy wanted this defense, mm -hmm. um, just because of the way college football is moving. Um, you know, guys are spread out a little bit more, um, taking you know a pass rusher and maybe moving back to linebacker and, and things of that nature. So I, I do think that it's kind of maybe the, the future of college football. It's something that Oklahoma State struggled against, which is why Gundy wanted to bring it in. Um, but I don't think that it's anything that's going to, you know, totally throw Arizona State th through a loop. Yeah, sounds exactly like why Kenny decided to hire Brian Ward. Yeah, and, and, and another thing is, I feel like Jaden Rashad almost has a, a a benefit here by, he hasn't seen many college defenses, so why would this random one affect him, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's just another one, but yeah, it is an interesting part yeah. of the game. I do want to keep it on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, talking, obviously, we mentioned Preston Wilson offensively, but looking at Oklahoma State linebacker Justin Wright, uh, I know that he is going to be out for a few weeks. What does this defense miss uh, with him not being out there? Yeah, so he's a transfer from Tulsa, had a really productive career there. Um, came in kind of kind of like Alan Bowman where he was expected to be the guy um, there in the middle of Oklahoma State's defense. Uh, but Nicholas Martin actually started ahead of him you know, earlier this week, and Nick Martin looked really good. I think what you really lose, though, I, I think that you know they, they wanted to interchange those guys quite frequently. 
So now a lot is going to be asked of Nick Martin, who I believe eligibility is so crazy at this point, but I think he's a redshirt sophomore. He might be a redshirt freshman. Um, so he, he's inexperienced um, as compared to Justin Wright. Uh, but Nick Martin looked pretty good. Um, he, he blew up a couple of plays. So what you're getting uh, now is that it's just going to be kind of more reliant on a guy who hasn't seen a ton, a ton of college snaps. Yeah. Well, how big is it to have not only a, a guy who has been at the school for now for a full four years, which seems for like forever in college football now, <laughs> yeah. but a guy like Brennan Presley, who you know has, is kind of the do-it-all guy for this offense, uh, scoring a touchdown last week, had two 50-plus reception seasons the uh, last two years. What's a guy like him uh, mean for Oklahoma State, and, and how, do you, how do you think defenses can contain him? Yeah, I think the off, Oklahoma State's offense is going to be really reliant on Brennan Presley this year. They did a couple of different things that Oklahoma State fans have been yelling about for, for years, um, putting him in motion um, in that Central Arkansas game. They, they kind of did an orbit motion with him, and, and then he popped out to the flat, um, caught a pass, and ran it in for a touchdown. And then they did that same type of motion, and then they handed it to him out of the backfield, which is something that they haven't done a ton this year. So they're going to get him the ball forcefully in, in kind of any way that they can. Um, he's also a threat in the return game. He took, took a it's one of the biggest plays in school history, return to kick return back against Oklahoma in the 2021 season. So um, I think the offense right now, just with how disheveled everything kind of seems with the three quarterbacks and stuff, I think the offense might kind of go as Brennan Presley goes, which is kind of a weird thing to say about a slot receiver, but but he is really good with the football in his hands. Yeah, absolutely. Marshall, last couple questions before we get you out of here. Uh, I'm just curious, obviously, you, you cover the Cowboys uh, on a daily basis. If you were in Kenny Dillingham's shoes, or just, I guess, the opposition to Oklahoma State, how do you think you go about beating a team like Oklahoma State from what you've seen? Yeah, I think you really test that offensive line. Um, in, in a lot of ways, you know, and I guess I'm not really sure how you would do that in terms of, do you blitz people? Do you make them kind of confused in that area? Or you just say, hey, I don't think this offensive line is good enough to beat our front four. So just send the front four and then kind of let the rest of the guys hang out. So I, I think, you know, you try to stop the run, which is kind of just football in general. Uh, but stopping the run against Oklahoma State has some, been somewhat an easy thing to do lately because then they get really one-dimensional and then they have to throw the ball and with whatever's going on at quarterback right now, that might not be the most reliable thing either. So I think stopping the run first would be a big deal. Um, the offensive line struggled with communication, with, you know, twists and, and, and things of that nature in that first week. So I think that's kind of where you want to kind of hang your hat defensively. Uh, as far as the offense goes, it's so tough to say just because we don't know what Oklahoma State's defense is at this point. Yeah. Um, they were kind of getting killed in the flats earlier, but Mike Gundy said after the game that, you know, they've got something for that. They just kind of wanted to keep it vanilla. Um, so I, I'm not really sure offensively quite yet. With all that said, do you have a, do you have a prediction for Saturday's game? I, I haven't looked too deep into it. I wanted to... Because I didn't know the result of the Arizona State game while the Oklahoma State game was going on, but I was like, "There's no way that I'm picking Oklahoma State to win next week if this is what they look like." But then, yeah. you know, seeing the the Arizona State score, I was like, "Okay, well, they're kind of in the same boat." Yeah. Um. So, so I think it'll be pretty tight. Um. I don't think that there's going to be a ton of points scored just because Oklahoma State's probably not going to put up a ton of points, and then they'll just drag Arizona State into whatever ugly game that they can, you know, hopefully drag them into. But I, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be fun near the end, and then kind of go from there. All right. Well, we got to talk about it. <laughs> what the hell is going on with Pistol Pete and can you defend him? So I gr I've grown up in Oklahoma. So I have grown up around Pistol Pete my entire life. But I could see from the outside if I was like a kid growing up in Arizona and then all of a sudden this guy with a ginormous head holding a shotgun walk next to me, I'd be pretty mm -hmm. freaked out too. Um, so I guess it's just an Oklahoma thing. It's, it's based off of an old-timey cowboy named Frank, e Frank Eaton. Um, he's from Perkins, which is just right down the road. Uh, so that's kind of who Pistol Pete is based off of. Um, but 
I'm not going to try. Like, I, I think he's cool now because I've grown up with him and all that stuff. But I'm, I totally understand why he might be a little scary to some outsiders. Child, childhood aside, I'm a 26 year old man, <laughs> and I saw a picture of him, and I was devastated that you he's devastated? I was devastated that he's coming to Tempe. Uh, so yeah, let's 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 try to keep him maybe somewhere back in the corner. Yeah, Marshall, that is going to be uh, your responsibility <laughs> is to keep Pistol Pete away from Shane yeah. on Saturday. Okay, he he's got like a, a gator that he rides into Boone Pickens Stadium on and, and drives around. There's no containing him, is what I'm saying. And, and at the end of the day, he's, he's, might, he's got pistols, he's got a here. shotgun, so well, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want that job, is all I'm saying. So, <laughs> sounds like all hell is going to break loose yeah. in Tempe. Marshall, thank you uh, so much for uh, talking with us this morning, man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This is a lot of fun. Have a good one. Um, okay, no. No, it's yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. Everything is the morning. I know everything is the morning. Whenever you're talking to somebody, like in an interview, or it's always morning. It's always morning. I don't know why. I just like the morning. It's it's a simpler time. It's a simpler Simpler? time. It's a simpler time for me in the morning. I don't. My mornings are more complex. I'm like, why does this hurt? Why am I? Well, my back always hurts. You know what helps that though? OGs. OGs always helps, guys. And if you're trying to figure out what flavor of gummies to get literally just go pick a random one out guarantee it's gonna taste good you might as well just get a couple packs that way you could try a bunch of different kinds Mm -hmm. whether that be the red apple the peach the watermelon uh, the orange creamsicle the peaches and cream they have endless flavors at ogs guys plus the fruits and the creams are available in both a sunny sativa or mellow indica blend and allowing you to customize your ogs experience based on your mood or time of day guys check out our friends at og's brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors check them out across all socials at og's brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispo near you you do got to be 21 plus to enjoy responsibly yeah and if you're not a, you're not into the thc you can get some four peaks in you and pull a pd in the morning and just <laughs> drink a beer at 11 a.m um if your back hurts uh, kill lifter is the best thing to lift your spirits when your back hurts. Pumpkin Porter is also back, and it is the best fall-flavored beer. Nutmeg, allspice, and toasted pie crust are the tastes that you will be tasting when you're drinking a Pumpkin Porter. It's back on the shelves and in draft lines all throughout the valley. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. Stein holding Oktoberfest and Haunted Brewery tours are right around the corner. Check out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. we got to be 21 years old to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. All right, Shane, before we get into what Mike Gundy had to say, what'd you think uh, of what Marshall had to say, aside from it's containing not, Pistol Pete? It sounded like you said my Gundy. My Gundy? Yeah, is he your Gundy? He's my Gundy. Mike Gundy's Gunner's actually my Gundy. Yeah, Mike Gundy has his own my Gundy. <laughs> he's he's going to be a quarterback. His name Gunner. He's going to be the starting quarterback. Um... Well, I, I mean, I just think it's interesting the defense thing. I, I didn't know they got it from Iowa State. Yeah, um, and it's kind of like what Kenny did. Like he yeah. didn't want to play Brian Ward's defense, so he stole him. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that I mean, the defense is special, and they obviously didn't show, excuse me, anything on tape last week, nor they should have. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to uh, to see what that looks like. Um, JJ, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get you at Trust the end me. of the show. Trust JJ, me, JJ. Trust me. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think just taking a look at, at some of that game film from the the Oklahoma State Central Arkansas game. First and foremost, it wasn't as ugly as the tape that I had to watch the mm-hmm. week before. Uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't really decipher if it was the fact that 
you know, this defense was playing vanilla on purpose or if it was just they were still trying to get in a groove or get in sync because at times in that game, it looked like Central Arkansas was having their way. Again, I know they only scored 13 points, uh, but at times Central Arkansas was absolutely bullying that Oklahoma State uh, three-man front. So if Arizona State is able to get a little bit of a push up front, and I tweeted it out. I think that's where the game is, is really going to be won is if Arizona State's offensive line can can truly take matters into their own hands. Yeah, and I, but I think also a big part of you know that that um, the three three five is how much like different movement they have. Because yeah. When you only have three down linemen, like you can do the math. You're going to lose the battle in the box most of the time. I mean, you have you know you have six six guys total in the box, but a lot of the time, if you're not if you're just being plain and being Sean DePaz ice cream flavored vanilla, uh, and Jalen Conyers, and Jalen Conyers favorite ice cream flavor, then, then you're like you're you're not really getting much from the three three five because those there's no stunts, there's no movement, yeah. like because a lot of the time you know you line up base three three five, and then you see movement like, and and that's where a smart quarterback like a like a Borgay would call okay I see these two guys and they're going to come up and now now you're on a five man front he's basically they're basically playing a five, yeah. a fi- a instead five of two. showing just the yeah. three so I I think everything has to be taken with a grain of salt um but that being said there are those are three you know big big dudes <laughs> those are large individuals yeah, are large that are going to be on the field uh, against Arizona State on uh, Saturday yeah LTC salute to you brother uh, look a, a lot's been made of the Oklahoma State trio quarterback situation so I know Marshall fun. talked about it the expectation is that they will roll out all three quarterbacks on Saturday which is kind of crazy but kind of awesome Mike Gundy did that did is, talk about it sorry before we get to Gundy yeah. that would be the most Pac-12 after dark thing ever to see three quarterbacks to for one see team. Three quarterbacks and they all do well or on something. Purpose. On yeah, purpose. On purpose. That would be yeah. the most. And like they all like it's like fighting like like three different stages of a boss. Like first you have this guy and then you have Gunner Gundy, and you're like, uh oh, it's the coach's son. He's wielding power from his dad. Oh god. He's just got a clipboard out there with him. Yeah. yeah. This is what Mike Gundy had to say about their quarterback situation. We're gonna practice all three of them and um, distribute reps. Um, based on what we think it should be, the way they played. Um, mentally, I should have checked this, but it might have been as effective and as efficient mentally, the combination of the three of them, than we've ever had a combination of one in a game that maybe wasn't a blowout. Sometimes we play, and if we blow teams out, then they don't make a lot of mistakes. But sometimes if you're in pressure situations as a quarterback, you might make mental mistakes based on the circumstances. So I know that we graded really, really high from an MA standpoint, quarterback-wise. I mean, just looking at the game between Oklahoma State and Central Arkansas, and Marshall uh, talked a little bit about it, right? Like, the first two quarterbacks, uh, Allen and then the other one is blanking on me, Garrett, they, their offense wasn't moving well through those first three quarters. I believe they only had 13 points, and then Gunner came in, mm-hmm. and they kind of started to pull away, you scoring what, two touchdown drives. You know what Mike said when Gunner came in? What? That's my kid. He's 20. That's my boy. That's my boy. That's my boy right there. I'm a man. I'm 40. That's look, my kid. He's 20. Like it, it, like we said, it, it, <laughs> looks, hated that. It, it looks like ASU fans are going to see three Oklahoma State quarterbacks out there. And I think that's interesting. But I also think that might help this ASU defense a little bit just because when these teams are throwing out quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, it doesn't really allow them to get in a a big rhythm. Now, again, this game is 
maybe a little bit different from Mike Gundy's perspective than the Central Arkansas game. Maybe he would have stuck with one quarterback uh, if he truly felt that that game was ever really at risk. I think when you get to this game against Arizona State, right, it's another FBS opponent. I think if there's a quarterback that maybe starts to find a little bit of rhythm, whether that be um, Allen or Gunner or whoever, then I think, at least from my expectation, you'd probably see him stick with that one. Yeah, I would be I would be shocked if they were just messing around. And I'd be embarrassed if they were messing around and they yeah. were winning the game. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. That's, I, they might play three quarterbacks. They might play three quarterbacks for three separate drives and then just play yeah. the best one. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's a weird situation. Some, Mike Gundy's weird. Mike Gundy is weird. Somebody did mention I really hope that he... I hope that ASU beats them so bad that he rants. That would be awesome if Look, we get another one of those. Arizona How State. How is he now? He, he's not, he doesn't look that old. Arizona State is going to have every opportunity to go out there and win that game on Saturday. I'm uh, a man. I'm 56. That's 56. what he'll say now. Uh, Mike Gundy was obviously asked about Arizona State and Jaden Rashada. Uh, this is what Gundy had to say about ASU. They're more active on defense than when we played them before. Um, they have some mid-range body types uh, I haven't even um, looked but um, well I don't have their depth chart with me but there are five techniques they're rush guys 225 ish to 240 ish in that area long rangey guys that are very active um, they're, they have their linebackers are running well um, their scheme and concept um, is what y'all saw when we played Boise um, they're going to play a lot of man. They're, they're going to play close in the middle. They're going to play man. Um, and they played good man in the last game. Um, they have a young quarterback that's um, very athletic and has got a cannon. He threw a ball in a game the other day and hit a kid on a post route. like 65 yards. So he's going to be a, a, a young, active, strong player um, and can move around. So... Um, I mean, you know, it's the first game, but um, just my opinion in watching them is they're more active than they were when we played them last year. Uh, as you said in the break, I hope so. <laughs> I sure hope this team was more active than last year. Yeah, I remember watching that game at Four Peaks, actually. And I was like, dude, play sure. defense better. Do something else. And they're just like, Donnie's like, mm-hmm. cover two. You know what? Four high. <laughs> Everything in front. Look, it was the worst. And, and yeah, I, 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 they they did play good man when they played it in 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 the first game. Man would scare me a little more against this team just because of some of the little speedy guys they, they have. do have a lot of talent. They got a little tiny. Receiver. They got a bunch of tiny speedy guys. They also do have two large large individuals outside I, as well. But they have more. Yeah, probably. No, just two, actually. Mm. There's only two on the roster. Uh, but look, in a similar way that Oklahoma State kept their offense and defense a little bit vanilla in week one, I imagine it's the exact same for Arizona State. Brian Ward wasn't out there throwing everything uh, no. at Southern Utah. That wasn't the case. And the same thing uh, with Kenny Dillingham in the offense, right? There, There is an expectation now that you're going to start to see these teams open up their playbooks a little bit more. So I think it is going to certainly be interesting. And I think that is why maybe sometimes when you look at the ASU game versus Southern Utah, or you look at the Oklahoma State game against Central Arkansas, like that's why it almost looks so bad on paper 
because these teams are really limiting limiting themselves uh, no, when they go out there. we're not doing this again. What? We're not doing this again. What? Your vanilla plays should smack the living they shit. They should. They should. They should and they didn't and meh. <laughs> they should it, and they didn't and meh. No, no team okay, opens up okay. the playbook against okay. FCS schools. Okay. Regardless, they keep it closed. Regardless, defensively, ASU is certainly going to be yeah. more active, and they were obviously more active in week one. That being said, yes. deeper in Kenny's playbook, the deeper you get, the crazier shit gets, I bet. It's like all the way at page 150 where you're reaching the spine or the, the very back cover of the book. It's like oh. it just looks like a child scribbled. There's all some over stuff the page. at practice I will tell you about yeah. off, off camera that happened. Yeah. There's, that some, was... there's some, I've seen some silly stuff. Oh. I've seen some people line up in some silly places. Yeah. Um, oh, we've, we've... And those silly plays are going to be freaking awesome. <laughs> Donald Totry and Shane should get a night out on the town with Gundy and Kenny. That would be some legendary stories. Yeah. Kenny would just. Uh, Kenny... That. I. I don't know how that night would go. Um, where do we start? I think we don't. I think we stop talking about it. What's the next? You clip? go. You go to a karaoke bar and Kenny Dillingham. Right. You got. You got to want it. Right. Yeah. You yeah. got. You got to run. Okay, somebody put train on. Yeah. I was just about to say train comes on and then Mike and Kenny just yeah. all night long. It's yeah. just train. That's what they're doing. Um, <laughs> keeping it with Arizona State and then I know that Gundy talked a little bit about Jaden Rashada. Obviously, the cannon of an arm. Uh, but he was asked specifically about what it's like prepping for a younger quarterback, specifically a freshman like Rashada, uh, and this was what Gunny's answer was. Well, you, you can watch his high school stuff and get a feel for what he can do. Now, high school's one thing, the sub is another, I get it. But most guys that have um, what I would call, he has dynamic ability. Um, and generally what they do in high school, they're going to transition that into college. I don't know at what year, what point. But at some point, that's what they're going to do. And he has video and a history of plays that are what I call dynamic for his position. And so you don't usually get that out of them. That's what they're going to do. There's guys that do that. Like, unfortunately, we watched Kyler Murray do it. Like he did it in, in whatever junior high or mid-high, whatever they call it down there. And then in high school he did it, and then in college he did it, and he's still doing it in the NFL. Not as much because they're faster, but still doing the same kind of dynamic plays. That's what you're getting with him over his career, in my opinion. It's the second week in a row now that Jaden Rashad has been compared to an NFL quarterback. That is Started with Michael Vick, and now it's Kyler Murray. That is a great find. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's, some, that's good stuff. Uh, those are two quarterbacks that... They're oozing with talent. They are. They are pretty talented. And they're talented for different reasons, right? I think it's interesting that when Gundy is talking about Kyler, and he's probably obviously talking about Kyler's ability to to scramble and move with his legs and be a threat that way. But to compare Jaden Rashada's cannon of an arm as dynamic plays, right, with Kyler's ability to move, I think that goes out and says just how talented of a quarterback that Jaden Rashada is and Again, we saw what he was capable of in that first half, which was absolutely phenomenal. And I think coaches see that, right? Mike Gundy saw that first half. He saw the second half. He has a good understanding um, as to just how talented this kid can be. And if he puts two halves together, it's a scary sight for any yeah. defense. Uh, that game he was referencing when they played Kyler Murray, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma won 48 to 47. What a ball game. And Kyler threw for 349 and a touchdown uh, and ran for 66 yards. Marquise Hollywood Brown had 
eight for 142 and a touchdown. God damn. That roster was so weird. Yeah. Trey Sermon, Hollywood, and CeeDee Lamb and Kyler. <laughs> That's weird. That is very, very, very weird. Uh, but yeah, look, I think Jane Rashada is going to also, similar to the offensive line, have a chance to give Arizona State a, a healthy chance at this game. Just watching back that Central Arkansas game with Oklahoma State, they they, they played it soft. And again, I know they were vanilla, but I I, I do think Jane Rashada has a chance to torch uh, some of those. The I hope backs. so. I hope so, Anthony. It'll be fun. I also, you know what I also hope? Hmm. I hope that offensive line just flat out sucks. And Oklahoma it, State's? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really fun. That'd be really, really, really And nice. Clayton Smith gets to actually play football. And, and BJ Green? Yeah. Well, Clayton Smith wasn't allowed to play football well, last yeah, game. That's fair. They just didn't let him do it. He yeah. tried to play football for one play, and then they were like, oh, sh- no, 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 no. You're you not allowed to play, play football. No, yeah, you, you can't, can't do that. And now you're done playing football for the rest of the night. Pack your bag, son. Look, this is going Go to be. This is going to be. Well, this is going to be super fun because this is the first time that we are going to see these two teams. Um, I guess since it was announced that Arizona State is going to be a part of the the Big Twelve moving forward, uh, starting in twenty twenty four. And obviously, ASU is not the only team. You've got teams like Colorado, Utah. Uh, Etc. that are going to be joining the Big 12. So Mike Gundy was actually asked if he has gotten used to having these teams um, eventually be a part of the Big 12, and this was his answer. Haven't gotten used to it yet. Uh, it's and it, it's going to take a while. Uh, and I, I hate to admit this, but I was in there chewing the offense's ass out, the offensive staff, and I said, I'm just telling you, when, when, when we play TCU, it's going to be the same way if they do this. And they said, Coach, we don't play TCU. And I was like, well, shit, if we play TCU, I mean, you know, and, that, and I, I was on a roll, you know what I'm saying? You remember when uh, uh, in Animal House when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor and they said, the Germans? And they said, yeah, I forget it, he's on a roll. Well, I was in the Germans bombing Pearl Harbor and one of the young coaches go, Coach, we don't play TCU. I'm like, well, if we played them. Because uh, they played some three down in, in this game. See, they didn't play this defense last year. They played an odd front with a stand-up guy. This was a new defense. Um, and there's a kind of – TCU did it, so I was using them as an example. Of, if we do that, they're going to kick our ass like they just kicked our ass, and we don't play them. So uh, I haven't quite adjusted to it, to be honest with you. Um, it just hadn't got there uh, with me. Um, but I, I will say that um, – um, you know, we had a couple teams that are coming in our league and some pretty impressive wins. Good for the Big 12. You know who Mike Gundy is? <laughs> Kenny Dillingham in 20 years. <laughs> he is. He just he just says what he thinks. Yeah. That was awesome. Dude, he was... We lo- don't play TCU, coach. Oh, shit. And then he references Animal House. He's like, but if we did, this is, this is how it would go. Animal House filmed at Tell Kenny me. Dillingham's Last Stop, Oregon. Mm, there you go. I think it. I think it is funny though that he calls some of the wins that the Pac-12 teams had good wins for the Big 12 mm-hmm. going forward. I'm like, okay, you're not necessarily used to it, but you're quick to take those wins and put them in the Big 12. So look, obviously, with these teams eventually going to the Big 12, everybody talked about it over the last month that the death of the Pac-12 uh, kind of inevitable. Uh, you, you've got Oregon State. Washington State teams expected to eventually join uh, the Mountain West at this point. And this is what Mike Gundy had to say about the death of the Pac-12. 108 years or something. I mean, we talked about this earlier. 
Um, and I guess the Rose Bowl is going to go away, but it's hard for me to not think the Rose Bowl is coming on at 4 o'clock and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 uh, isn't going to play in the game, you know, and the sun's going to set. And it's just hard for me to not feel that. Uh, I'm not a big fan of anything going on, but I don't have to, anything to do with it. It's going to happen. They don't make a difference what I think. But it is very unusual. And... It's just hard to, to think that Stanford's going to go play a league game in Miami at some point. You know, it's just hard, but it's the way it is. Yeah, I'm with you. Mike Gundy is just an older Kenny Dillingham at this point. He's like, I don't like anything that's going on, but it has nothing to do with me. No, he said, he said if it doesn't have to do with me, I don't care about it, basically. I mean, that's pretty much Kenny's yeah. mentality. Um, and also a, a, a geography elitist. Is that going to... Stanford's got to go play in Miami. Sounds like you. Sounds like you. I know. To be honest with you. Yeah. Guys. JJ, I believe that you, I I believe you that you typed that in before I gave the answer to Tetri. Good job. Mike Leach. Look, we are going to continue this conversation and then also talk a little bit uh, about ASU's non-conference basketball schedule. But first, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Burrito Express. They're fueling you guys for breakfast, lunch, and I know they close at three, but you can always get one. And then have Freeze it for it, dinner. Put it in your air fryer. I still have to try the air fryer trick. I mean, Sounds it's not elite. a trick. It's just a way to reheat stuff. If, you, if you're if re- still reading, reheating stuff in your microwave in the year of our Lord 2023, what are you doing? Air fryer. Everything is an air fryer. You got you got a chicken breast that you, you couldn't finish because you were too full. Your tummy was too full. Tomorrow morning. Not morning. Eh, you could eat chicken breast. You could eat chicken breast. Morning. For lunch. Dinner. Put it in the air fryer. It'll crisp it up. Not soggy and floppy. Ugh. Pizza? <laughs> Oven? Nah. Let's be Air real. Fryer. Let's be real. Everybody that gets Burrito Express is finishing it. It's too good yeah. to save for later, guys. They have locations all over the valley, and they've got options for everyone. So go check them out and grab a burrito and follow them on social at Burrito EXP. Are the still winning? I don't know. Yep, 9-5. Wagon. Wow. Uh, you could have live bet them for some good money over at BetMGM when they were down 4 nothing uh, early in that game. Uh, this is a daily reminder that Zach Davies is a bad pitcher. Um, and you can take advantage of whenever they take him out of the game, you should live bet the D-backs. Because with BetMGM, right now, you can sign up with that bonus code PHNX, and all you got to do is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. So if you bet on the D-backs, if you bet on Zach Davies to not allow a run in the first inning and you lost, you'd still get $200 uh, because it is the best with BetMGM. Uh, sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first bet MGM Sportsbook wager through the app of at least $10. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly regardless of your wager's outcomes. See show notes for de- more details on Alice and me talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D- New York or Ontario. Yeah, Donald, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, asking about the LSU ASU home and home. Uh, ASU is at LSU in uh, 2029, <laughs> uh, and then LSU comes to Tempe in 2030. ASU also has Texas A&M a home and home with them 
2026 and then 2027 as well. Shane. Anthony. Let's go ahead and, and wrap up this conversation JJ. about Oklahoma State before oh, we get into sorry. the sorry, non-conference. We're going to get there in a second. We're going to get there in a second. Uh, but we've obviously heard from Mike Gundy. We're going to continue this conversation a little bit more tomorrow. But just how are you feeling right now with a couple days before we get to Saturday's game? Silly. We're just feeling silly. Yeah, I'm feeling silly about this whole situation. This isn't real. They're playing three quarterbacks. What are we? What are we doing? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm confident. Uh, from all I've heard, I haven't been out to a practice this week, but they've been good yeah. practices, right? So, it, it, I mean, that's exciting. And we're going to see so much more. Like, if I see another bubble screen that goes for negative yards or like one or two, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, <laughs> Kenny doesn't seem like a guy that just wants to throw bubble screens. He's not Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, so, hopefully, we see some some interesting things. You know what would be awesome? I do like bubble screens, though, against the, against this defense. Well, maybe you liked them against the defense they ran in week one. I don't know if you're going to like them when they're jumping routes in week two. Uh, it, you know what be interesting is if Dilly was just so ahead of the curve and he just ran these shitty bubble screens for the first year during the bowl ban, and the next year he's just like, oh, you thought we were running a bubble screen? Like this is a real offense. Yeah, it, it's like setting up the, def- the, the, setting up the defense for, for the pass when you're just running the ball in the first three quarters. Well, he's just do- doing bubble screens for the a first. A year in advance. For, the, for a whole year. <laughs> Um, no, but I think the playbook's going to be opened up. It is going to be opened up a lot more uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to see what both these both sides of the ball will look like. I'm really interested to see the matchup between Road Torrance um, and Stribling. Their their number one wide receiver, he's six three. Um, he he was he reminds me a little bit of Malcolm Floyd. Uh, that's a, a throwback name, dude, but I had Malcolm to. Floyd was a dog. He was, but he was a big dude. He was a big he's wide a receiver. Big dog. Uh, and I know Stripling's listed at six three, but it feels like he 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 looks taller out there. And then also they've got themselves a big tight end as well. Um, in tell Josiah people, Johnson, six tell five. Tell people how he spells Deshaun. D E, capital Z, H A. Yeah, apostrophe Z. Deshaun with a Z instead of his S. It's an elite way to do. That is hard. It is. Unless it's Dijon. Like mustard? Yeah. I don't, I, we'll ask him. We'll ask yeah. him. We'll get on Don't that. saying Cam Scott over 200 all purpose yards and two tutties incoming. I love it. I think between him and, and D Low, this is going to be a big game for the running. I want to see game. more fullback D Low. More that fullback D Low? Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. It's uh, like, it's like when you are doing a, a Madden draft with everybody and you, nobody drafts a fullback. You just have a second running back yeah. as your fullback. And for some reason it works. Yeah. That's exactly what you yeah. get. Yeah. Um, Chad, drop your bold predictions like Donald just did. Do you have a bold prediction for Saturday? Bold prediction? Yep. Jaden Rashada goes for over 300 yards passing. It's my, it's my, it's not, I don't feel like it's too crazy bold, yep. but I, I do feel like he has a good day. ASU's defense forces not one, not two, not three, but four takeaways. Wow. Wow. Okay. Are we talking all interceptions? Are we talking fumbles? Just, just takeaways. Takeaways. Peanut punches. Period. Love me some. One of them's a pistol Pete peanut punch. <laughs> that goes so hard. Can you do that one more time? Pistol Pete peanut punch. There you go. All right. Let's go ahead and, and talk a little yeah, bit. Kevin White fullback would be awesome too. Yeah. Or Jay, just put all the put all the Jalen right Connors fullback. Just put all of them back there. Yeah. No, no, no. Give me CJ Fight to play fullback. I love me a defensive lineman in the backfield. My God, it's so great. Um, okay. You want to talk a little bit about AC basketball's non-conference schedule? Uh, no. No, not. I really feel like it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Did you see it? First and foremost, did yeah, you see did. the graphic? Do we have the graphic locked and loaded? No, I've got it over. I think Sean sent it to me. 
Just uh, to you? Yeah, he just sent it to me. Well, then go ahead uh, forward. Yeah, over I'll go there. ahead and forward. I got you. I got you. Give me a second here. Is there anything that. What do you think about them playing in the. Uh, what is it? The Barstool Classic? Yeah, um, there's some good competition there. Um, I mean, you know what game I have circled. You know, I, I think every ASU fan has this game circled. They're playing TCU again. Uh, that one should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, we saw what happened the last time they played TCU. Yeah, and, and, and you know, there's not a lot of returning guys from last year, but it's still, like, this is Bobby Hurley's team. Bobby's a petty guy. He'll want to win that game. He'll want to kill him. Um, and no, uh, what's his name? My, Mike Miles. Yeah. Oh, that's big. I, can't, I swear that dude tore his shit, man. I Miles? swear he did. Remember when he went down in that game? We're like, oh, oh yeah. no. And then he was just fine. It was early, too. It was early in that game that yeah, he went down that like that. tragic. I couldn't believe that. Look, just, just taking a look at, at, at some of these games that ASU has uh, when it comes to non-conference, the, the big one that scares me on December 3rd, Shane. Yeah, it's, but they don't have Zane Meeks. Yeah, but still. Here, it, here's the just, graphic. It's just it's, it's kind of scary, to be honest with you. It scares me a little bit. Is there any anything other than TCU that necessarily like scares you or a game that you are like absolutely looking uh, looking forward to? Um, I mean, yeah, the TCU game is big, and you know, I, I think you you have a couple get right games. Um, but starting off the season with Mississippi State is awesome. I don't like seeing teams like Texas Southern on the schedule. Who is even at who? Who are they playing on October sixteenth? What team is that? October sixteenth. They play, let's see, October 16th. No, yeah, so those dates are wrong. They oh. play Mississippi State in November, Texas Southern, um, November 11th, and then UMass Lowell. UMass Lowell. We love them, UMass Lowell. And November 16th. Then BYU in the Las Vegas Invitational. NC State and Vanderbilt um, continuing the Las Vegas Invitational. Sam Houston State, November Sean, 29th. Sean just doesn't recognize the month of November, I guess. No, <laughs> it just it doesn't exist. Oh! What? JJ, I forgot about that. You have a chance to play DJ Horn. Yeah, you do. On on Thanksgiving? Is it on Thanksgiving? November 24th, NC State and Vanderbilt is what it says. So you play the winner of their that yeah. game November 24th. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess November 25th, you play the championship. So you do have a chance. You do have a chance. Um, yes. Sitco and knows the UMass Lowell logo. Sam Houston State, November 29th, San Francisco, December 3rd, uh, Southern Methodist, uh, December 6th. Uh, San Diego. I hate that they wrote, wrote out Southern Methodist. That they wrote it Just out? Put SMU. That's fair. Uh, San Diego, December 9th in California. Uh, TCU, December 16th. And then December 20th, Northwestern, your last non-conference. Gobble, gobble, JJ. Just taking an early peek, and I know we haven't gotten too much into it. It's still a ways away from basketball season. How how do you think non-conference should go for Arizona State? Oh, they should, they should go... I mean, they got to exercise some demons against Texas Southern. Um, you, mm, I mean, I, I think every game is winnable. Every game is winnable for sure. Yeah. Uh, I hope they have as good as a game against San Diego in San Diego as they did at home last year, because uh, they—that's that one of their best non-conference and, games. And you know what? I wasn't there. I was in Vegas. So maybe. things just seem to go well for I the Sun know. Devils when you're gone. And. If you're a Sun Devil fan, I got good news for you. Dear God. Um, dear God. <laughs> dear so, God. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is what Bobby Hurley does. He schedules tougher non-con games. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think I think this non-conference schedule definitely puts ASU in a position, uh, if they take care of business, to be in the AP Top 25 by the time conference play rolls around. Dude. What? That NC State Bowl game. 
Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great. Who was there was an edge rusher for NC State at that time that was supposed to be a top ten pick. Astrowaves, this is you. You got this. Who was it? Because I I remember the big thing because I was at that game. Um, and there was somebody that wasn't that didn't play Chat. in that game. Get NC that, State edge rusher. What what year was that bowl game? Twenty nineteen. Was it twenty nineteen? Who was yeah. the they had a crazy guy. I don't know. I'll let I'll let that a chat. Crazy guy. It was yeah. It was a crazy man. Crazy man who was an edge rusher. Uh, I'll go ahead and let chat try and find that. But in the meantime, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Foco. If you're looking at the beautiful set we have, I thought you were going to read another Four Peaks ad. And we're going to be like Four Peaks. No, Foco. <laughs> uh, they pretty much hooked us up with all of this did hook us up. amazing stuff that we have behind us, guys. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. And I know we're talking football, but it is still technically baseball season, but it doesn't matter because Foco has you covered when it comes to everything. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for the game. Oh, it was Bradley Chubb. Oh, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, guys, Foco always has our back for Arizona sports and they have yours too. go ahead and get the best gear around by visiting Foco.com and using code PHNX for all non presale items. Go ahead and use that promo code PHNX for 10% off. Bro, we get football tomorrow. It's football season. We do. We get NFL football tomorrow, baby. No banging the table. Stop it. Top that. Top that. Um, JJ says, you know, Frankie, Zoe and Jemiah want that game versus TCU. They'll hype the rest of the group up just to have that winning shot playing in the clubhouse on loop. Oh, that still hurts really bad. That yeah. still hurts really bad. It's not great, man. It's not great. Not great. Um, you know what fills the void in your in your gut? Like a you know what feel hmm. You know what? Hold on. You, you got know, this. I got it. I got it. I, thank, you know, you, thank you for you, believing. No, yeah. Oh, sh- thanks for believing me. Yeah. You know what fills the losing to TCU at the NCAA tournament void in your gut better than anything? Spaghetti Shack. <laughs> there it is. Go ahead and put that in your tummy and everything will be all right. Um, they are ASU alum owned and operated Spaghetti Joint. Um, they, you know, Spaghetti have, Joint goes crazy. Yeah, Spaghetti Joint sounds like a crazy band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is up, Los Angeles? We're Spaghetti Joint and this is our debut album, Crazy Bread. Okay, um, they got some crazy bread, some garlic bread, oh, God. Uh, and they just they do a lot of stuff. They provided us with food. Uh, there's still a bunch of it in the in the fridge that I'm gonna enjoy. Uh, we ate a bunch of it yesterday. They just gave us so much, and we love them. Their community focused to go concept currently serving Tempe and Queen Creek, and they have a new location at ASU. Yes, they yeah. just opened it up Nine, a couple weeks ago. Nine twenty two East Apache Boulevard. Yeah, it's like right next to the stadium. If you were um, one of the first people. No, first 200. 200, you got meatballs for a year. Free meatballs for a year. That's crazy. That's a hell of a deal. That's, I mean, we're just throwing meatballs. We're just, we're just, yeah. To the masses. Is that you just tossing some? It's me tossing meatballs. <laughs> I love you, Shane. Here's you know, some meatballs. I love you. All right, guys, that is going to do it for today's show. We will be back Thursday at 2 p.m. to continue talking Arizona State versus Oklahoma State. So you're definitely going to want to be there. And if you enjoyed the content, two things. Go ahead and leave a like on the video because Bobby Hurley is asking so, so nicely. Go ahead. And and Peter brings it up. Don't forget, they they, they are helping ASU athletes as well. They just inked Will Schaefer doing an NIL deal. So they're helping the football team shout out activate asu yeah. as well for for helping get that deal done along Follow with on several others guys go ahead and leave us a follow on social media 
at phnx underscore sign ups. You can follow me at anthony underscore toach. You can follow Big Pokey over here at Chain Deef. Just doing the best to benefit ASU Athletics as always, even if that means I'm leaving for a while. We'll see you Thursday, guys. But for now, peace.